This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Welcome to another episode of the Doing It at Home podcast. Today, we have Carissa's birth story. And Carissa and her husband, Ryan, were planning a move basically across the country while pregnant and planning for their home birth of their first baby, Baby River. And we've talked about that once or twice on the show, mamas who are moving in the midst of pregnancy and planning for birth, you know, first one in particular. And I just have so much admiration for that process and juggling a lot of things. You're already pregnant, but then planning for that. So any of you mamas out there who that are experiencing that, a move, you know, in conjunction with pregnancy and birth planning, this is a great one. Carissa is a holistic person. That's how she describes it. She's in school actually for holistic nutrition. And so she knew she wasn't interested in a hospital birth. She dove into that research mode that a lot of us will do and she made this educated, informed decision to have a home birth. And for her and her family, that was, as she saw it, the safest option. And she also talks about finding a midwife when you're planning a move and then that process. So again, those of you planning a move, I think this is great to learn from what Carissa did. And as she puts it, There were definitely some total surprises and unforeseen turns in the whole experience, as I'm sure every pregnancy does. But overall, she says that deciding to have their baby at home was a true rite of passage for her and one of the most empowering decisions that she and her husband, Ryan, have ever made. I love that. So here is her story. Hey, Carissa, what's going on? Hi. How's it going over there? <laughs> oh, we are fantastic. And we're super excited, Carissa, to chat with you. And thank you so much for joining us on the Doing It at Home podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. This yeah. Is, uh, truly an honor. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling this is going to be fun. We've already shared some laughs, you know, before hit and record. And we have connections. You are a friend of a fellow Doing It at Home mama, Joy, from episodes 67 and 68. Joy was a two-parter. Yeah, two-parter. Um, so super, <laughs> super special, super duper. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm getting really excited, you know, with this this connection that gets created through the the home birth community and birth community at large. Um, it's just really fun to, to meet new people through other people that are so awesome. So thank you for that. Thank you to Joy and you. And um, why don't you kick us off with just telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? 
Sure. Um, so uh, my husband and I have been together since, let's see, 2003. Um, we met in college. And um, after we graduated, we decided to move to California, um, take the plunge and <laughs> uh, figure out who we were um, in a city that has um, pretty much anything you could possibly want. Um, it was a wonderful time. We had an amazing time figuring out who we were and developing as a couple. We got married out there. Um, but when we decided to start a family, um, we thought it would be best to come back home to the Midwest. And I'm originally from Milwaukee and um, Ryan is from uh, the St. Charles area in Illinois. Uh, so we'd been out in Los Angeles for about nine and a half years. And we decided to move back at that point. Um, I was already pregnant. So um, it was a very interesting transition for us. Um, mm. a, a learning curve that started uh, pretty steep right away. Um, <laughs> because we incorporated more elements than I think the average person. But, you know, it was wonderful. I wouldn't trade a thing. Um, so, so yeah. So that's wow. a little bit about me. Um yeah, I'm also currently in school for holistic nutrition. So, oh, that was another layer <laughs> in school. <laughs> oh, yeah, that um, whole thing. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No big deal. A little side note. Um, <laughs> so that's been a wonderful journey as well. Um, I'm one of those people that I'm, I feel like I'm a lifelong learner. Um, I have a master's degree in uh, fine art, and I have um, a bachelor's degree in communication and media studies. And now I decided to incorporate some um, an element of nutrition. And I'm also a musician, so a lot of the fine arts and the art category in general really interests me. Um, I'm a knitter and a sewer and um, craft person as well. Um, so you know, my dream one day, I guess, is to incorporate all of those interests into something like a center that I work with when I work for kids, you know, so, um, so it's been an interest of mine. So, yeah. So (laughs) that is very cool. That is very cool. I see a branch of that (laughs) needing to be, um, traveled out to back to LA because I think that would do very well out there. Yes. <laughs> so when you oh, do open yeah. that, you're going to need multiple locations. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> wow. That's cool. So yeah. I'm curious then with the move and planning that and, and given your, your background and interest in holistic lifestyle, did you know off mm-hmm. the bat that you would do home birth or did that kind of come in time as you were making the decision? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, yeah, you know, I feel like I've always kind of known I wanted to have a home birth. Um, when I sort of solidified that plan with, with Ryan, um, we decided that I think before we started trying for a baby, oh, cool. um, yeah. And, and I, I had read some books and really tried to make an educated decision. I tried to sort of remain unbiased and really just let the information and the research speak for itself. And what I found is that women, uh, mothers have a, a, just a, a safe a, a birth, if not safer, in the home. And that's what I kept coming across, that, you know, yes, hospitals are wonderful, and um, and if you choose that, that's fine. But 
for me, the research said, spoke to me in a way that said the home birth is a great option. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try this, you know? And so we agreed that that would be a really good option for us. Um, so when I got pregnant, um, the, the transition moving from Los Angeles to Wisconsin, I had to find a midwife that um, would know um, uh, and be able to help me out, even though I wouldn't be in Wisconsin um, until the second trimester. Mm, okay. So, so that was interesting. I interviewed a lot of midwives um, over the phone, and I eventually found somebody who grew up in Los Angeles, but then had moved to Wisconsin. It was huh. perfect. <laughs> wow. It was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, so I want to sort of, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Continue. Go ahead. Mm- no, no, no. I'm all done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I want to jump back real quick. You said you, you read a couple of books and you were looking at research. Do you remember which books that you read? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a really great book that I continue to refer back to because it is a wealth of knowledge. It's called The Nourishing Traditions Book of Baby and Child Care. And it's written by Sally Fallon Morrell and Tom Cowan, who's a, an MD. Um, Sally Fallon Morrell, for those of you who don't know, is the founder and president of the Weston Price Foundation. And the Weston Price Foundation um, is a really excellent source for scientific knowledge on uh, nutrition and overall wellness. Um, they do a lot of unbiased studies, and so there's no like funding from um, dubious sources. <laughs> um, so I really, really look to them. Um, for a lot of the information when it came to baby and child care. Um, And that book has proven to be, like I said, a wealth of knowledge. And because there's a doctor behind it as well, an MD, there's a lot of aspects that they can go into beyond uh, holistic nutrition. So, you know, um, there are all sorts of I mean, what interested me are there all sorts of recipes and um, natural uh, um, support for um, if a baby gets sick or if the mama mama feels sick or something like that, gets a cold, you know, what you can do um, naturally and at home to support your body. But then they also go into things like later on when the child gets a little older, if the child gets allergies or asthma or eczema, things like that. Um, there's a, you know, things like chickenpox and conjunctivitis, things that an MD would know that um, I don't necessarily know. And so, you know, we can read about that and sort of understand um, a little bit more rather than just going to a doctor and saying, I don't know what's going on, you know. Yeah. So I'm not advocating to, to, you know, diagnose and prescribe at home by any means. But I am saying it is really nice to know to say, okay, I recognize these symptoms. I think, you know, this might be something that's worth taking my child in to get checked out, you know, or, you know, this looks just like a cold. I I think I can, you know, handle this at home. So, um, like I said, it's a wonderful uh, wealth of knowledge. That's very cool. And and we'll put a link to that book in the show notes. And once again, can you can you just say the title of it or the name of it? Sure. It's the Nourishing Traditions book of baby and child care. Awesome. 
Awesome. And you know, one thing that I love about books like that, you, know, you describe yourself as, as having a holistic lifestyle, and, and I think Sarah and I would describe ourselves similarly. And for us, at least, what comes with that is just this education component. You know, when things pop up, when, when uh, Maya is being fussy, or when, um, you know, Sarah recently, like with your body, the different things happening with your body, like we want to educate ourselves and understand what's going on and understand what are some natural ways that we can, you know, help to alleviate the discomfort or, um, you know, is this going to impact nursing and breastfeeding? It's just all these different things, I think at least, come with this holistic lifestyle. And so having a book like that where you can constantly refer to and just, like you said, just educate yourself and, and have more understanding, I think it's incredibly important. And I think it's in alignment with how a lot of us choose to live our lives. Absolutely. I would, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. And it, it's, it makes us feel better. And, you know, as people who, um, you know, live a holistic lifestyle, and especially for me who will be working with people in a holistic way with food and uh, overall wellness, my job is to educate, you know, I, I educate and support, I don't treat or diagnose, or, or really heal, I, I educate people and I help support the body. And it's amazing what you can do when you just know something, you know, when you, just in terms of stress, you know, um, you can sleep better at night, you can, you know, know that, okay, maybe there's a little skin rash or something. Okay, it's not the end of the world. You, you have this education and it helps you get through your day and your week and your month in a much better disposition, a much better mood than if you were to be stressed out all the time, not knowing, going to doctors, you know, what is this? I'm not sure, you know. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think everything you just described, you just described, excuse me, aligns really well with what my experience was of the midwifery model of care. And so I think it's cool mm. that that's what you were seeking out. Um, and especially from being so far away, I would imagine that could be, you know, a stressful unknown type of thing, like figuring out who's going to help you, um, birth your baby from across the country. So I know you said you interviewed a few midwives. I'm just curious, how you 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 found the one that you ultimately went with and also why you mm -hmm. know what were what were the points for you mm -hmm. that were really big in making that decision and, and finding that connection um because mm -hmm. i'm sure a lot of moms are wondering like how do i how do i know who's the right one for me if i'm just talking to this person over the phone you know from a different time zone sure yeah no that's a great question um you know i just when i um started searching, I really just did a cold Google search. <laughs> Midwives, Google. you know, Madison area. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. I thought, well, I have to start somewhere. Um, I'm one of those people that and this may not be helpful for everybody, but I think it will speak to some people. Um, I'm one of those people that uses that gut, that gut intuition, you know, that, oh, yeah. that feeling that you get when you just, you know, you just know. And I understand that might not be so helpful for some people. They may want more, um, you know, concrete uh, tips, but um, I can go into that. But, um, you know, I did some Google searches. I emailed um, the Western Price Foundation chapter at Madison and asked, hey, is there a midwife, you know, that um, is focused on making sure that their, um, their patients have healthy 
you know, focus on healthy eating, um, getting restful sleep, you know, more than just um, how's the baby doing, you know, maybe they focus on mama too. Um, I want to avoid, you know, I, I don't want to, um, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. I know that there's something out there called gestational diabetes. I don't want to even go into that territory. Can I find somebody who is, you know, aligned with what I believe in. So they um, recommended uh, a few different people. And when I looked at those people, those different midwives, one person popped out. But of course, I waited to the very end to talk to her. For some reason, I thought, no, I'll just <laughs> wait. But my, it, it was like, she was like, oh, she's the one, she's the one. But I interviewed everybody else. Um, and again, it was that gut feeling. I feel like there, there was one woman who I thought, wow, she looks great on paper. And I had a Skype call with her. It was, oh, it was like a, a video chat. I had a video chat with her. And, you know, she came across as very cold. I'm sure that she would be a great midwife to some people. But for me, what I was looking for was, um, and Sarah, I don't know if you can, you know, relate to this, but, you know, I wanted somebody that kind of almost felt like a mother figure or a mm. sister, somebody with a, a level of warmth that when I was going through the hardest moments, I knew, I knew that it wasn't going to be super easy, super hard moments. I wanted somebody there that was going to give me the equivalent of a hug, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when I was looking at some of these women, they, I mean, wow, their credentials, everything, you know, the um, number of babies that they'd birthed. I I thought that those things were the most important to me. Mm -hmm. And when I ended up speaking to this woman, I thought that doesn't matter. Her, I don't jive with her, Mm -hmm. you know? So when I met um, my midwife, she was just, she was so warm. She was, um, there was something very special about her. And I think it's just when you click with somebody, you can't really describe that in words. It's a feeling that you get. So I think my first recommendation to mamas out there is, you know, when you're looking for a midwife, you may make sure you need, you need to make sure you click with that person. Because if you don't click with that person, well, let me say it this way. When you are in the thick of it and, you know, you don't have clothes on and things are out and people are doing stuff, you need to be really comfortable with that person. And if you're constantly putting up a wall, you know, to like an emotional or something because you're not really comfortable with that person, it's not going to work. You know, you're not going to have the best experience that you could have. So absolutely find somebody that you click with. And for some people that might be common knowledge, but I think for other people, it's important to go just beyond what, what checks out on paper. And I really, really um, felt that when I was looking for a midwife. Um, so, uh, so that was really important. Let's see. Um, there was another woman that I interviewed, and I, I think she would have been great too. But I ended up going with this other woman because um, the second midwife that I interviewed had never... Um, she never had any children of her own. And at that point in my life, um, at that moment, I thought, gosh, it's really important for the midwife that I choose to have gone through this process. I don't think I would actually say that now, Mm -hmm. um, having gone through the process with another woman. I think that as a woman, if you decide to become a midwife, even if you haven't gone through that 
process yourself. There's something in you that can help another woman out. If that's what you've decided to do with your life, Mm -hmm. there's something in you that can really help a woman along, you know, with that birth process. Um, But at the time I thought, no, I really want somebody who's had a child, you know, who can resonate with me on that level, that deeper level. Um, And so that was another reason why I went with um, the midwife that I chose. She'd had two children. She had one um, very early, I think in um, her early twenties or late teens. Um, And then one uh, number of years later. So, you know, she really had experience and she'd raised children and she's been birthing babies for um, many years now. The other reason I chose her was because for about a decade, she was a nurse in a hospital. And so she knew, yeah, she knew sort of both sides of the coin. So I talked to her about both sides. I asked her a lot of questions, you know, what are the benefits of having a baby at home? I just wanted to see what she said. You know, I didn't really know anything beyond just what my intuition was kind of telling me. So I really just wanted to get some, um, cold, hard, uh, facts, you know, um, from someone who'd, who'd lived both sides. Um, so I felt really comfortable and really happy with the choice that I made. And we still talk and, um, she's definitely a part of my family. So I feel like I really Mm -hmm. did make the right decision, you know, for me. (laughs) That's awesome. And you outlined that extremely well, I must say. And you, you, all of your elements to, to your decision were really great and well thought out. And, um, I just, I think a lot of people can benefit from that, you know, and I think it helps too. you made that point of, you know, at another point time space in my life, this might not be as significant of a thing, but how I know myself to be right now and where I am, this is important right now. Whatever the elements are, like what you said, whether or not um, she had had her own children or had gone through X experience or had worked in a hospital or not, I think it's really cool to give yourself that permission. Like, I don't even necessarily know why fully, but it's important for me right now that whoever, you know, is with me at birth or whoever my care provider is, has this element to them and that you don't really need to explain yourself to anyone. That's just, you know, your own awareness coming through and that's what you want to experience. So I just think it's really cool that you, you had that and you were able to just acknowledge that and who knows what it's going to look like in the future with, with any other future children or birth experiences, but you knew then that that's what you wanted. Oh, thank you. That's really well said. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think right now is a great time to just take a quick break. And then when we get back, I want to jump into this birth story. Okay, Carissa. So tell us a little bit about what was going on for you in those final days before birth. That's something we always love to talk about because it's different for everyone. It's this this really interesting time and space of like, is this going to be the last shower I take? Is this going to be the last meal I eat? (laughs) Like what was going on for you? And you're also now settling into life and, you know, not necessarily a new place because you were, you know, coming back home in a sense, but a new space for you at the time and a new space being pregnant. So just, you know, fill us in a little bit on what was going on for you then. (laughs) Sure. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was a completely new space. Um, a completely new body. I feel like because my hormones were so different, um, I had a, a different um, mindset, you know. Um, and so I just want to start off with thank God I'm good with change and thank God my husband is good with change <laughs> because everything that we knew um, was sort of uh, was gone, you know, was changed. We lived in a different 
state. We lived in a different city, you know, just completely different climate um, in a neighborhood in a town where we didn't know anybody. Um, my body was completely different. I gained, I gained a lot of weight. I think I ended up gaining like 55 pounds, um, which is a lot for me. <laughs> and maybe it's not a lot for some women, a lot for me. Um, you know, um, I was, I was, uh, taking a lot of naps. Um, but I felt great. I loved being pregnant. Oh my goodness. What a wonderful feeling it was. And I look back on it now with such fondness and gratitude. My God, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, those last few days. (laughs) I love that. No, it wasn't, that wasn't a a bad groan. Uh, Maybe that came out like that. No, but it's like, "Mm," like you should see my face. Like, cause I feel the same way. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It'd be funny. I'm like, girl, I don't agree with you. (laughs) Good for you. I'm glad you loved being pregnant. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, um, one thing midwife told me, which I was so grateful for was she said, well, your due date is twelve twelve, but um, don't plan on the baby arriving for two weeks after that. Yep. <laughs> just, just and I and I said, oh, okay. And she said, you know, she said if the baby comes on the due date, which they rarely do, but if the baby decides to come on the due date, that's great. But just prepare for two weeks later because when the due date will come, the due date will pass, you won't feel, oh, so disappointed or upset or or feel emotions that you really don't need in your life, you know. Okay, so so the 12th came and went. And um, I thought, okay, well, if I can't have a baby on 12-12, I want to solstice baby. (laughs) I'm going to have the baby on on the 21st. So... Um, so on the night of the 20th, yeah, the evening of the 20th, I just thought, you know, I'm just gonna start dancing. So I started dancing. We, my husband and I were dancing in the living room, having a good time. And, um, you know, then I ended up going to the bathroom and, um, I think I had a little bit of that mucus plug Mm -hmm. come out. Mm-hmm. And so I texted my midwife and I said, I think it's happening. And I sent her a picture and she said, okay, you know what? I'm going to come over now just so I'm not racing over there when things really get going, but it, it looks like it's going to happen. So <clears throat> let's see. Then at night um, I slept pretty much. I had some light cramping um, kind of felt like a little, you know, period cramps here and there. Not, not anything that would, lead me to believe but that I was in labor or anything. It was just a little bit here and there. But Vivi said, okay, you know, it's, it's happening. We're just going to camp out, you know. So in the morning, I think it was like 6.30 in the morning, I started feeling, um, she, she said, let's see, I think she said it was pre-labor pains. And so I said, I don't know what that means, but let's let's do it. So she said, okay, start breathing. And um, we'll start relaxing. And um, my husband and I had prepared so much food and drinks and things for the at the next few weeks, just so that I didn't have to worry about that. So Ryan had was heating up some food and some, making some tea. And um, I was getting ready to just, I started breathing. And um, at about 8.30 in the morning, Ryan sent text messages out and said, we'll keep you guys updated. Um, to friends and family that were close. And 
he said, but it looks like um, Carissa's going into labor and we should know something in the next few hours. I'll keep you updated. So at 8.30 in the morning, that text went out and um, Vivi said, Carissa, why don't you tell me when you want to have the baby? And I said, okay, how about, um, I don't know, 11, 12 o'clock? <laughs> and she said, you know what, that's very doable. And she said, it looks like you're, she, she said, you're, you're really dilated. Um, this, this can happen. It looks like it's moving. It wasn't, it wasn't very painful. It seemed awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then I, it was a couple hours later, she said, Oh, geez, what's going on? It looks like you've gone back down to two centimeters and, um, the baby has kind of like moved back up a little bit. Oh, wow. And I said, what? <laughs> yeah, I would say something similar said, to that. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, wrong oh. direction. I said, yeah, are you kidding me? You know? So, um, so when, because of um, certain habits that River had when he was born, he would put his hands up by his ears. Mm. And um, we concluded that the, the baby was kind of stuck in there because his hands were up. And he couldn't really come down as easily and um, quickly as we, we had imagined. So we spent the next, oh gosh, hours and hours, all day and into the night, um, trying all these different positions. I was exhausted. By the end of the, um, the, end of the, the night, uh, it was around... Um, 10 o'clock at this point, 9.30, 10 o'clock, um, I started um, pushing. My body just sort of took over. I wasn't doing it. You know, I, I remember having these conversations with Vivi, and she would say, you're going to feel like there's a time to push. And at that point, you want to start pushing. No, it wasn't anything like that. My body said, we're going to push now. <laughs> and it just sort of <laughs> took me into this rhythm. And um, it, the, 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 that pushing sensation, that, that, that wave that my body would take me through over and over again was so strong that, um, you know, the next day I remember, and, and, the, and gosh, I think for over a week, I would try to push something with my arms. Um, I remember trying to push the table together, connect the leaf to the table, and I couldn't do it because my chest was so sore, it was bruised. From the extreme, uh, I don't want to use the, the word contraction because that wasn't a contraction, but the extreme muscle tension that was that was happening when my body was pushing like that. Um, I never felt anything like that the next day. It was it was so sore. But um, the baby came at eleven twenty nine p.m. and um, there was no tearing or scarring or anything like that it was the baby we checked um for heart tones throughout the throughout the um birth process and he was fine totally calm the entire time um but during that time from let's see from probably then around from 10 10 30 to when he was born uh the contract the contractions were or the, the the pushing rather was so intense 
And um, I was so exhausted that I would just pass out in between <laughs> when my body would be pushing. I don't know if wow. um, anyone else has experienced that before, but I was just so exhausted. So you um, would, like take little mini naps? Yes, I was. I was, um, and and at that point, I was in the chair. They, I was in the birthing chair, and I, I did have River in the birthing chair. But um, so I, I'm telling you this for a reason because um, you know I, I would just, I would pass out. I, Ryan would try to give me water, and I would drink like a little sip here, a little sip there. But I was too weak. I was just so exhausted, and and. Um, we had, I, I'd made a, a beverage that had, you know, some electrolytes and it was balanced with, you know, some nutrients to help, you know, just flood my body with what it needed during that time that it was, you know, easily assimilated. And, um, it was, it was a very good, very helpful. Um, but let's see. So, so, so Ryan was a human stirrup for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> he, saw everything. And I was so proud of him because he was really nervous. You know, Ryan is a, a wonderful partner. He will do things and, and get on board with things that he knows are right, even though he's not that comfortable with, which is a wonderful trait to have because yes. he can override that anxiety with what he knows is right. So he was really nervous to have a baby at home. Um, he was really stressed out about it. I did not know that. Um, until a few months after the baby was born, he said, yeah, I was really nervous about this. Yeah, I was curious. Um, so but you, he was so there. He was a know. champ. No, I didn't know. And and he was a champ. You know, he, um, like I said, was a human stirrup for a few hours. He saw everything. Um, and Vivi was the other stirrup. So, um, and we had an assistant there as well. Um, after the baby came, it's amazing what the body does. It's just amazing when you let the body do what it does. I, I was awake and I was cracking jokes and I sat down in the bath and took a, an herbal bath and, um, BB and our assistant Morgan, they, um, made some dinner for us that I, I had set out and it was a nice, uh, creamy soup and, um, they made some dinner for us and helped clean the house and, we tucked into our bed all nice and cozy with our new baby and ha had some dinner in bed and we slept and it was wonderful. Mm. And yes, there's there was a little pain from pushing a baby out. Um, and like I said, I did have that chest pain just from the extreme, the, that intensity that my body went through to, to really just, it just, it went into work mode, you know, it's time now, it's time to get this baby out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I bounced back and it was wonderful. Um, and, uh, gosh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. I had a wonderful, wonderful birth overall. Um, that was a, a crazy surprise that <laughs> I was so dilated and then I, and then I wasn't, <laughs> Um, and everybody was really, con we, Ryan started getting text messages. Hey, is everything okay? Yeah. You know, because, um, I should mention that I come from a background that is very, um, Western minded, very, uh, hospital oriented, gotcha. very, uh, not even, not even Western, but, um, American, um, medical 
or oriented. Mm -hmm. So the idea of having a home birth was um, genuinely scary for a couple people. Um, they, they didn't know what was going to happen and they didn't want to relax into the idea whatsoever. So we did get a couple text messages. Hey, what's going on? We haven't heard from you. Oh my gosh, you know, all of this craziness. And um, we just sent a text message out at the end and everything was fine. And, you know, people got a picture and, um, Everything was fine. Beautiful, healthy boy. Big boy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, That's so, so awesome. wonderful. Yeah. Thank um, you. <laughs> I just love, I love the perspective you bring to all of it, right? Um, from, from the beginning, from figuring out what you were going to do when you're pregnant, find a midwife, you know, find things that are in alignment with you and what works for you. And acknowledging at the same time, you know, you said the, whatever fears, whether that was from extended family and friends or, you know, Ryan not being a hundred percent certain. It's like, yeah, like those things are there, but none of them seem to inhibit you from creating what you envisioned and, and down to saying you wanted a solstice baby. I mean, you got a solstice baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. And it was, um, you know, that, that's a really important thing to touch on because um, for us, it was, an incredible learning experience. You know, it's like we were presented with two different options. You know, do we go down the path of, you know, fear and anxiety, or do we go down the path of what just feels right? And, um, you know, uh, we, we, I mean, we chose the path that feels right, obviously, but, um, and, and I didn't hesitate with that, but I do think that, that that's really scary for some people to, to do something that's sort of um, un, to go into the unknown, you know, choose something that doesn't uh, you're not comfortable with, you know, that you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. I will, you know, um, and especially with having a baby, a brand new life, which is a, a steep enough learning curve for some people. But I have to say, if you go with what feels right, I don't think you'll be disappointed. You know, I, 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 I've never been disappointed. <laughs> um, it's always made my life richer and better. So, um, and I can honestly say that, oh my goodness, what a wonderful birth I had. And, and another thing I'll just throw in there is one, two, nine is a very special number for me. It follows me around. It was my address multiple times. Um, I see it on clocks all the time, uh, digital clocks, one, two, nine. Um, I'll see it when I drive on license plates. Um, it's a number that follows me around. And the fact that river was born at one, one, two, nine was wow. just, <laughs> it was like a little, you know, happy little spark from the universe or something. I don't know. I don't want to get too woo woo on people, but my goodness, it was just such a wonderful little treat at the end. I said, you've got to be kidding me. He's born at 1129. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Matthew and I both looked at each other when you said that, actually, because um, for him, for some reason, his birthday, 722, always pops up on the clock when he looks at a clock. Yeah. And for me, Maya's oh. birthday, 911, always pops like the morning and the night without fail almost every single day when I go to grab my phone to just look at it to check something. It's at that time. And it's it's really interesting. Oh, my goodness. So we're, we're right there. With <laughs> yeah, we're like, yes, we get it. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, sometimes when I say that, people are like, oh, I don't know how to, all right, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you did a home birth. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. 
Carissa, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much. I'm going to have to reach out to Joy and thank her again. Um, This has just been so awesome. And you had so many great resources too, which again, listeners for the the books or anything like that, the Weston Price Foundation, we'll have that all linked on our website. So don't worry about that. Um, Go there to diahpodcast.com and check those out. And um, just thank you so much. Love to you, Ryan and River. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys having this podcast in general. It's a wonderful resource for mamas. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>